Hey guys, hopefully by now you know about the podcast, How Did This Get Made? If you don't know about it, how did you get made? How did you get to this point? You got to listen to it. It's the hilarious show with Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Manzukis, where they celebrate movies so bad that they are amazing, uh, including an exciting new episode they just dropped with guests Taryn Killam and Sarah Silverman, in which they talk about the 1995 sci-fi action movie Virtuosity. So do not miss this one. Uh, it is a must listen for sure. You can listen and subscribe to How Did This Get Made on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. McConkies, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. Good. I've been wanting to ask you about something yeah. that is on the pop culture radar that you can speak to with such an expertise. Well, maybe. Which is uh, this TRL? Yeah, it's back. It's back. It's back, Matt. Um, it's back. I have a season pass for it because, of course, I'm fascinated. Yeah, you've it's, got to. Yeah. I mean, it is as though your old high school football games are televised. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can kind of go back. Um, it is real crazy. It's real crazy. What is the? What are we generally watching on the new? T- I mean, I I'm know the old still, TRL. I'm not 100 percent sure. Honestly, <laughs> I you don't seen know many episodes. It sounds I, like. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I do. I at least check in with all of them. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, obviously, warm memories come sure. come flooding back when I when I see that studio, when I see that view of Times yes. Square, when there's you know a, a studio full of whooping teenagers. It's shooting it the same way, same it's, place. Uh, it's slightly different. But it used to, we used to be in the studio that pointed uptown. That is now an Aeropostale store, oh, okay. which breaks my heart. So now it's in the uh, there. There was an uptown studio and a midtown and a downtown. Mm-hmm. So they've they've combined midtown and downtown and created this massive studio that still overlooks Times Square. There's a performance space out in, in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know what they're doing because they're not <laughs> there's no countdown. Yep. They don't really play videos. So there's nothing that anyone is requesting totally. Well, they at also all, at any time don't have a host. Am I correct? They have between three and 30 hosts. <laughs> yeah. It is impossible to know how many hosts there are and who at any given time is the host. So they're not sure. Yeah. The guest is not sure. Yeah. Like somebody gets asked a question and they like look around the room to see who asked it because it's – because there are a billion people. Yeah. So – it, it is it is it is a really fascinating thing because it's and I don't I, I want it to work every you know they're clearly putting in hard work they they, they don't need me to fucking be criticizing them or whatever I, I want it to, to work be. I okay. need you to okay. be <laughs> so I, I I do believe that it is coming together but it's a thing where it's like I did, was there one rehearsal at any time yeah. for any of this because yeah. there are a lot of moving parts uh-huh. and you know and you know okay listen. To their credit, they started the day after the shooting in Vegas. Oh, God. So to do a super fun, high-energy live show that yeah. is essentially 60 minutes of 13-year-olds screaming their heads off is tonally dif- difficult. Sure. You know, I mean, it's, it's a tricky thing to do, especially when, like, in the first five minutes, your first – like, the first piece of business is to, is to make DJ Khaled the godfather – so that's a whole big thing because it's like we got a big announcement. DJ Khaled is the godfather of TRL. So it's like – and this is for children who are like, what is TRL? Why is he the godfather? Yeah. What are his responsibilities <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Under, yeah. this, under this role? Um, and then they give him a key and then all of the people in the studio have a key. But it's like why – yeah. so are they all invited back anytime they want like all of these kids are? Um, and then it's like – Let's have a moment of silence, y'all, for Vegas. Oh, my God. And they sort of try to do it, but the kids don't really (laughs) know what to do. So they're like, uh, woo? Like, do we whoop now? What's going on? And then the first real guest was Ed Sheeran. Okay. Who's like, if you're going to create this thing where it's literally, like I said, 60 minutes of yelling, it is is one tiny step away from having your first guest be George Will. I mean, it's it, like he shows up. He's very shy. Yeah. He's in glasses. He doesn't know why everyone's yelling at him. Nope. And it's just and it's crazy. And then they and all throughout, like they uh, uh, all the li- well, most of the live performances, at least all the hip hop live performances, mm-hmm. have been these kind of this new breed of of rapper that's just kind of listless. That's just sort of a beat is playing, right? And they'll sort of sing along with some of their own track, yeah. But they're not going to really be bothered to do much more than that, yeah. So so there's that, and then it's. The guests in the studio, 
it's uh, like everybody's an icon, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like Noah Cyrus is an icon and that chair is an icon and Riverdale is an icon and whatever. And then it's like uh, – and then they like here comes Lily Reinhardt and, and, and the crowd goes crazy. And then the crowd starts like – Looking around, like where is she coming from, and yeah. like, and the and the message isn't getting to backstage that she needs to come oh, out, and there are like God. eighteen different entrances in this airplane hangar of a studio. It is so bananas. It's wow. I, I I want it to come together and I want it to work, but in the time between now and the time that it does work, it is a fascinating thing to watch. It not working is a pretty good, pretty good deal. It is super duper crazy. One of the main hosts either has a unibrow. <laughs> or a tattoo between his eyebrows it, wait, of a crown he that a, looks like a mini brow, a, a unibrow. A person I would know, uh, an influencer. He's, I he is, he, he is, yeah. but I don't think he has influenced either of us. Okay, but but he was influenced clearly by Frida Kahlo yeah. because he has that thing on his face, and you can't, and he moves around so much that it's like I can't, I can't even get a good freeze frame to figure out if it's a tattoo. Yeah, you just can't land in a moment. In this you really show, can't. It you like. really can't. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. I recommend it. Can I just ask you about one of the most iconic TRL moments of all time? Sure. Um, which is the um, Mariah Carey yeah. wandering into which, if I recall correctly, she was not scheduled to be there, and then she wandered in in yeah. a t-shirt and no pants. Uh, yeah, also. yeah. What to be happened? honest with you, uh, well. I, I can tell you my own personal experience. Uh, I had no responsibilities out in Times Square that mm-hmm. day, and uh, and Carson was there to host, so I had nothing to do. So I was like, and I had gotten to that point where I was a little jaded. Yeah, and it's like you should never be jaded because anything can happen in that studio, and you should just like if you have the opportunity, if you have the key, like DJ yeah. Khaled, you should use it and be there. Yeah. But I was like, eh, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. And so I went home and I turned on the TV and saw Mariah Carey have a nervous breakdown on on television. Oh yeah, God. she came in, and and like we remember the no pants. What we forget is like an ice cream cart, like yes. full of, uh, full of like ice cream sandwiches, and then also uh-huh. like a like her mother's headshot or something. Oh yeah, or or, or I don't remember it's what the deal like, was. It's like we're describing a dream. Yes. <laughs> Just like there are all of these odd details that make no sense, and the, <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was also my high school, um, <laughs> right? But yeah. it wasn't my high school. Yeah, yeah, and my dog was there, and he was on two legs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very, and also we forget that she said yay like a thousand times. She was uh-huh, just like yay, uh-huh. yay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a weird one. I can't really speak to it more than any other viewer could because I I wasn't there. No one I ever had chosen to go home. Got to the bottom of of, of that. No, I mean it was a difficult time in her life. It right. was around the time of glitter, maybe just before the time of glitter. Yeah, yeah. It was it was not it was not her best period in the world. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we got reboot fever. We on really television, do. it's everywhere right now. Are yeah. you watching Dynasty? I have watched a little bit of Dynasty. Tell me. Everything. I wonder whether it will work, and I don't want to. I don't know. Again, I want. I want all these things to work. I don't. You know, we're trying to make things ourselves. I don't want to put bad art karma out into the sure. world. Sure, but in the time since, like, okay, when Dynasty was on, the world was orderly and somewhat calm. Right. You know what I mean? And like, and most of the rest of what was going on on television was people being like kind to one another uh-huh. <laughs> families who liked each other mm-hmm. and then dynasty came along and it was like those two bitches are going to fight in gowns yeah. you know what i mean like they're going to they she's a bitch and she's a bitch and they and they're different kinds of bitches yeah, and it's going to be a cat fight and they're and- going to punch each other in the face yeah. you know in a pool yeah. right and and so that was like shocking now now that's the world we live inside 80s dynasty <laughs> yes we do yeah. yes we do so what's exotic is this is us where it's exactly. like a family of people treating each other with kindness yeah. that's the fucking craze right now because uh-huh. it's cuz we're starved for it because yeah. in real life melania trump and ivana trump could beat the shit out of each other in a fountain. 100%. That is not off the table. Yeah, you know what I mean. And our president is literally a fuck. What's her name at the end of the t- of the the, the table with the board? Oh yeah, yes. Six. Oh yeah. Six. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. He 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 went through all the debates like a like a particularly sassy Aaron Spelling villainess, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Yes, this is terrific. This is the way the world should be run." Yeah. So I feel like it's almost redundant, <laughs> right. but I like it. There's uh they've made Sammy Joe uh, a man this time around a Latino guy a, a gay troublemaker. Are we getting any Heather Locklear appearances? Are we getting? Any I of wonder those? if she will return as Alexis. Yeah, because there's no Alexis yet. Oh. And in, in the original Dynasty, she showed up a little bit late. So I wonder. Oh no, that would get that would me be watching genius for casting. Sure. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's in the works. What are you watching? 
You know, I just binged all of Dear White People. I enjoy that show. It's so – I didn't even see the movie and you I didn't definitely either. don't have to see the movie to see the show. And I'm, I'm told that the, the show is, is – you know, blows the movie out of the water mm-hmm. and it's so good. It's um, – you know, I, I think it, it's also nice, like when we're 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 so inundated with shows that are determined to be grounded. Like that's the like the you know order of the day is mm-hmm. to just be as nuanced as possible. And like this show is kind of unapologetically heightened, yeah. and it's still telling like interesting, complicated stories. But um, the point of view is constantly shifting. Yes, and, and we're yeah we're seeing the same events from different points of view. Yeah, and, and we're getting the the voiceover and the and the political message is definitely up front right but also that it should be because that's what the characters are going through so it's yeah. appropriate you know so it doesn't it doesn't have to sort of apologize for itself in that way and it's just really cool and i mean and as far as like queer stuff one of the leads is a gay character who's so winning just such a hero yeah um yeah, uh, his his sexual awakening is done in a really interesting way. Yeah, I think. yeah. And by the way, the only character who is ever like a sexual object in the show is a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's such a killer cast, a lot of all stars. Yeah. Um, we recommend it big time. It gets the seal of approval. Yeah, the first ever homophilia seal of approval. We uh, are not the first ever. I mean, uh, the, we are in the process. I think of getting Justin Simeon, who created the show, to uh, be a guest here, which would be awesome. Maybe if you speak it out into the world, it will manifest. He's on my vision board. Great. Um, I'm also watching the new Will and Grace. Yeah, a I, very fun show. I stand by it, and mm-hmm. all of the criticism, I hear it, and I say, "You're right." And guess what? I don't care. Get fucked. It's a fun yeah. show. Yeah, it's is a it, fun multi-camera sitcom. Is it out of touch? Of course it is. I don't care. Yeah. Is it so broad? Sometimes there are like there was a whole episode where Grace and Karen are trapped in a uh, like a steam shower that fills up. Uh-huh. I don't care. Yeah. I that's what TV about, is. It's like when the Sex and the City 2 movie came out and everyone was shitting on it and uh-huh. saying how bad it was. It was like, yeah, I know. I don't care. These are my friends. That's uh-huh. what I mean. Like you stick by your friends through the good and the bad right. and I'm just happy to be with them. Exactly. Put them, put them in a, you know, put them yeah. in, a, in a marketplace. Yeah. Put them in a desert on a camel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow. Yeah. I agree. I agree. We're going to take a break and we are back with a, uh, with a guest. That we're oh, very a guest from about. heaven above. Stay tuned. Let's meet we our guest. Are so pleased to have him here. This is a guy that I have known uh, in an internet way for a long time that mm-hmm. didn't sound quite the way that it sounded in my head, but that's okay. <laughs> um, he has written so many things that have made me laugh so hard. Now he is writing on Throwing Shade, which is a fabulous show. Uh, without further ado, Louis Vertel. Louis. Oh, Dave Holmes. Louis, thank you for being here. I love this show. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. We should address what you're wearing. Let's oh, talk about the shirt. I am wearing a uh, – Self-made shirt. God, it sounds really terrible to put it that way. Yeah, it has Leslie Ann Warren and Victor Victoria on it. I love, I love like necky actresses who are like real, <laughs> real cultish. Yeah, you know, yeah. mean seeming. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. So, how do we make a shirt like this? There is this app where you do it in a real like down low contraband way. Yeah. Called Yo Shirt. I was one time yelled at by somebody at the site for using too many illegal images. I'm literally bringing down their whole industry right here. <laughs> yeah. But um, nonetheless, it's like you can't get a shirt with Jane Curtin on it elsewhere. So I end up going there a lot. He looks great. You want it's a Jane also, Curtin shirt by the way, you got to do it yourself. This is not just like a shirt with a photo on it. It is like uh, Leslie's body is over. She's going over the arms. She's going over the back. It is borderline avant-garde. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Lots of color. What does something like that run you? 30 bucks. That's not bad. I, honestly, I'm doing a lot of work for them right You're now. You're going to be yeah. really Let's upset when you, when you hear who I thought it was when I first saw it. Oh, no, I probably won't be. I thought it was... Catherine McPhee in Smash when she's in the Maryland. Wing. That would have been totally acceptable, and also they kind of look alike. So I'm still seeing yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not convinced that that's actually not who it is. And I, you know. I wasn't not a McPhee head on the uh, during that season. Uh, she goes to my gym and she brings her little dog with her. Oh wow! And sometimes during uh, during the, like exercises and stuff, if we have to leave the gym and go for a run, the dog has separation anxiety, so she has to pick it up and she'll oh, run with her little dog along the along the Turbo Boulevard. Cute. Yeah. Is it though? You could also just <laughs> no, leave the right. dog at home. Yeah, and let it nap, which is what it wants to do. That dog terrorizes the set of what's that show? Scorpion. That's what she's on. Probably right? Scorpion. Yeah, that's yeah. still a show. That's still. And I yeah. do think the premise of that is that she's a genius. Yeah, which is well, great. or is she like? Is she the uh, the Marilyn 
of the of the monsters. Maybe. Oh, I like see. I feel like she's the she's like the the, the one who keeps them together. That's but they're all and wags a finger, etc. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh-huh. wacky out there geniuses. Not that whatever. she couldn't play genius. She can do anything. No, 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 no. No, I'm not saying that she doesn't come off smart. I'm just saying. I think that's her. I think that's her role. Yeah. But then maybe she comes. Maybe she's smarter than they think she is. Right. I, I mm-hmm. picture a lot of like stolen glances to the camera. Sure. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, sometimes she probably saves well, the day. I've never seen a second. Of not that. a frame, <laughs> and don't want to. No. Never. And have. Don't want to Google it. Yeah. But I do want us to continue to pitch on what it might be about. Yeah. We should. We should definitely. <laughs> we should do a spec. We yeah. Should, I think I know enough to do a spec. Uh, have you ever seen any one-hour uh, CBS shows? What, uh, ever. Uh, does Big yeah. Brother count? No. See, no. I think no. Are I you a Big Brother scripted? person? Unfortunately, yes. Really? You, you know how that happened? Uh, okay, I, years ago I was forced to recap it for a job. I used to work at a site called, uh, what was it? It was an MTV blog. Anyway, long yeah. time ago. Um, and then I realized that if you start watching that show, you start realizing that everybody else who watches that show can't shut up about it. Like yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's happening amongst you right now. Like across the room, somebody's yeah. talking about Big Brother. Yeah. And then I became friends with this guy who won the show. And then I got sucked into that circus of meeting all his friends. And so I know some of them a little bit. Anyway, I and apologize. How, what is the prize? I can't believe I don't know this. What it's is $500,000. It used to be a million dollars. Oh, yeah. They had to dial it back. Why? Are people? It seems to be seasons. very, very niche. I, I will agree that the people who love it never stop talking about it. Yeah, and I have tried because I, I like to be in weird yeah. little cults and tribes, and I've tried with that show, and I just can't do it. it oh, well, also, it's just it's not like Survivor where they they I'm not going to say they pick smart people, but they pick people who are they studied the theory of the game so yeah, hard. Yeah. These are all people who are absolutely dropping out of junior college <laughs> to like be like, oh, there's an open couch that I can be on TV with. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm going to take it. Yeah. So yeah, I can't do it. A bit like a CSI, an NCIS. Oh, God, no. Uh, I mean, like, Dr. Quinn comes to mind, so okay. no. no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I can't do it. I, you know, they, they come no. on, you see them in airports, you see them in, you know, oil change mm-hmm. places. Yeah. But I've never actually sat down to watch it. And they they're the most popular comforting. Yeah. I actually feel like I probably would enjoy it, but— yeah, I don't think I've ever gone there. Yeah, I we will uh, we will fall asleep to the Chicago series. On, oh yeah, uh, on NBC. Chicago oh yeah, yeah. Chicago. Are PD. they at like Chicago gas station yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Chicago uh, podcast uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, syndicator. Um, yeah, it, it, now the Justice is the new one. There's oh, okay. there's Fire, there's PD, there's Med, and now there's Justice. And what? are they in the same world? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they'll cross over quite a lot, wow. and they're very soothing. Like I have yeah. no, I don't know a single character's name. I couldn't name an actor who's to. on it. I turn it on and it just kind of lulls me. Oh, see, I was going to say, my guess was that the actors on it would be like people who were sort of like, is it Master P and Danica McKellar? That was my guess. Yeah. 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 I Basically, feel like you're yeah, in the right yeah, area yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm getting strong uh, Danica McKellar uh, vibes. For sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Bejay or whatever his name is, the guy mm-hmm. who, who was, who left Scientology. Oh, Leah sure. Remini before Ooh, Leah okay. Remini. Yeah, yeah. Who has had a tracheotomy or something since then? Because now he has this <laughs> voice that is no longer raspy. It's like actively unpleasant to listen to. He's mm-hmm. on one of them, mm-hmm. and I don't know which one. But don't like, have to know. Yeah, that is that he's he's the thing you would notice the most. And I still I, I think he might be on PD, but I couldn't even tell you. It's just nice to know there's a place for all of those people to go. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It feels like a haven. Right. Yeah. yeah. A glee project for people who were famous yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Or who were like, had a had a five-episode arc on Melrose Place. Yes, or whatever. right. I wouldn't turn that work down. God, no. It lasts forever. Um, so how's Throwing Shade going? Uh, it, it's awesome. I'm I, I'm blown away to work for people that I think are really funny, and I've known them for a long time. Um, so it's there's not even this like the, I hate orientation periods of any job. I hate mm-hmm. being new at anything. I hate mm-hmm. not being like anyway. There, I'm sure that's an issue we can unpack. But um, no, I just sat down. And I was like, you guys think the same stuff is funny that I do. One of you's gay. One of you's a lady. I mean, like I win. Yeah, so, they're so they're so funny. funny. I watched the first episode of that show, ready to be like good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I love them, but things when they start out are usually not – I mean, they're good, but, yeah. and you can see what they're eventually going to be. But it's like usually there are, you know, growing pains. And this pains is new territory right. for TV land and yeah. for everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was – it made me laugh consistently from start to finish. And I'm, I'm not an so out loud funny. laugher generally. Nor am I, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm, I wrote things that – I'm glad got on and everybody else is just as funny as I believe I am. So yeah, there they we are. Also, I have gotten very good looking and they were not that no. they were always good looking people, but yeah. like, I, I don't, I, they have really done something right. Once yeah. upon a time, videogenic, I, I told yeah. Brian, he looked like, um, like a little young Richard Burtony. And then I just reneged on that recently. And I told him, 
it, the dumbest thing I could have said to somebody. I was like, you look right. like young uh, Martin Balsam from Psycho. Oh, wow. Why would I say that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was also kind of right, but he's a beautiful man. So yeah. I don't know I would say that. They're yeah. very well put together. Yeah. yeah. It's alarming. Yeah. I mean, we should also talk about Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. No, th- I mean, oh. like, if we're talking about things I'm actually obsessed with, it's all game shows all the time and Jeopardy. Yeah. A- always. Well, what about game shows? I, you know what? Uh, when I was a kid and I would get home from school early, my mom never watched any TV. I uh-huh. grew up in a house without much pop culture in it at all, except that my mom would turn on game shows in the middle of the day. Uh-huh. So that was sort of the first TV I really experienced in a, um, you know, in a sort of binge viewing way because mm-hmm. the USA Network used to put on marathons of old game shows yes, in the afternoon. Did. Yes, they did. So I would learn, I, you know, you'd see like the Joker's Wild and yes. that tune and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then so I very quickly be like accumulated all this ancient game show knowledge. Mm. And um, and I moved to L.A. thinking I'd be the only person who ever knew about game shows. And now all of my friends are game show producers who know well more than I do. So. Okay. I know because I've worked on a few game shows in uh-huh. my day. And there is this weird sort of cabal of almost all gay men. Yes. Totally all gay men. Obsessed with game shows and have like bottomless knowledge of game shows Uh, and and of weird, obscure ones. And so like when you're you're in the room sort of, you know, working out what the structure of the game is going to be, it's like, well, no, 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 they tried that on card sharks and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's totally. That's so out of my element. Are you still watching every day? Jeopardy? Yeah. I watch every day. Absolutely. You know what? I mean, I'm also a trivia person, as I'm sure you both are, but um. It's like Jeopardy hits a particular fix of like just the right amount of topics with just the right amount of questions in a half hour. Like it's never unsatisfying TV, you know. Um, can you talk about your Jeopardy experience? Yeah. I mean it was like it's one of those things where it, if you care about trivia and you like and you have the sort of Asperger's-y super reflexes that I do have, like you have no choice but to make it your life's goal to be on that show, right? Yeah. And so – by the time I like I qualified and then I was going to go on, you realize like, oh, this is it. Like after this, you can't go back. Like if I won twenty five times, it's still over after yeah. this. You know. Yeah. And so, were you actively pursuing it? Like, it, you, oh yeah, it was all the time. Goal. I tried it in college. I tried out um, a couple times after that, and then like I think you have to get like thirty five out of fifty of the sample questions right, and I got I think like forty seven of them finally. Mm-hmm. So I like wow. I knew I couldn't be denied. Yeah. You know. So, uh, did, did you feel nerves? You know what. No, because, again, the rhythm of the game is so familiar to everybody who's obsessed with it that, mm-hmm. that you go in and you're immediately in sync with it. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine anybody being thrown by, like, you know, oh, I, I'm buzzing in now, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And they also give you plenty of, like, buzzer practice and stuff. Because, you sure. know, people aren't typically that nervous on that show. No, they're not. I'd you know? be terrified. No, they're not. And, by the way, it's not, like, a socially super awesome crowd. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you would think right. they would be t- terrified. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dave, you're a game show person too. You were an idiot savants in the 90s. Yes, I was. Yeah. Yes, I was. Oh yeah. God, yes. That was a MTV game show. Yeah. Wow. With Greg Fitzsimmons. Greg Fitzsimmons, who I still bump into every now and then. I he's I literally used to so think he was the funniest fun. guy on the planet. Oh my God. Yeah. That was such a good show. No, it, it was this, do you know what the show was? Uh, vaguely. It's, it was like a pop culture game show where if you won it, you got questions in your specialty topic on the bonus round yeah mm-hmm. and so like people would go on who like knew everything about like my so-called life or madonna or whatever and then dave's yeah. was 80s one hit wonders yes it was yeah 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 wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was called the cylinder of shush and it was like a soundproof area and all that you could hear was greg fitzsimmons in your ear oh, and okay. matt price was, was a giant brain yeah. mm-hmm. his his face was like project it was a tv inside a giant brain and you would be on for the whole week uh i think they got rid of somebody like between thursday and friday but then every day if you were if you were the top points person mm-hmm. there's got to be a word for that um, <laughs> champion champion okay yes. yeah <laughs> i like points person uh you would go into the the cylinder but if not if you were the lowest then you had to have a dunce cap on and whatever and it was sort of like in a weird school it was it was just like a cute 90s fun show I yeah it could have been another remote control i don't know why it wasn't yeah no right it was it was like the 90s kind of alt e remote control that's yeah. what it was wow. yeah um, yeah and you were anyway, 80s uh, one-hit wonders. 80s one-hit wonders, yeah. And I slayed. And I won a, <laughs> a trip to Egypt and Israel that I couldn't take because I couldn't afford the taxes on it. I The first time that we recorded here, I really let Dave down. I couldn't name a single Fleetwood Mac song. And then oh I was my trying gosh. to name Landslide. Is that even the I, name? You got it. Yeah. I, I, even in the moment, I couldn't, I couldn't even – I was conjuring vague images – I was like, this podcast is going to end before it has even begun. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, we got past it. We got past barely. it. I just We're did working through it. I just did bar trivia recently where I was. Some days it just doesn't work out for you. You're like terrible. Uh-huh. And then there was like a, a, a round where all, the, the announcer just goes, "Name all eleven tracks on Rumors in order." And I'm oh. telling you, I like 
suddenly I was there. Yeah. I've never written those <laughs> tracks single faster. spotlight yes. hit you. Can <laughs> right. you do oh. it right now? Yes, oh, of course. Secondhand news, dreams, uh, never going back again, don't, uh, don't stop, go your own way, songbird, the chain, uh, you make loving fun, I don't want to know, oh, daddy, and gold dust woman. And wow. what is the greatest of those? Honestly, 100% yeah. You Make Loving Fun. I think it's one of the best. The best my favorite song of the 70s, perhaps. Oh, wow. I agree. Yeah. Just kidding. Don't know it. Um, okay, we'll be back. Ladies and gentlemen, I use HelloFresh, and I love HelloFresh. It is so great. They're on a mission to save home cooking because what's better than cooking a delicious meal for yourself and your partner, yourself and your family? Oh my goodness. They're a farm to box company. They want everyone to have access to fresh ingredients that inspire great meals. Uh, you can get a classic box, uh, an all veggie box, a family box. Uh, they use fresh ingredients and give you everything that you need to make a delicious meal in around 30 minutes with minimal equipment. And they're constantly experimenting in the kitchen. They let uh, fresh and natural ingredients shine. Whatever's in season, you'll get. Uh, I recently did a uh, like a Thai spiced pork tenderloin situation with some noodles. It was great. I can't wait to do it again. Every time I do a HelloFresh meal, I say, all right, I'm going to try this again on my own. And I do okay. Uh, you can get 30 bucks off of your first week of HelloFresh. All you got to do is visit HelloFresh.com and enter Decode homophilia 30. We're back with Louis Bertel. Um, we're going to get into your love life now. Yeah. It's um, going to be a shallow dive. You ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So take us through your like your greatest gay hits, it, it, like from you know coming out to first love, first heartbreak, all of it, all the big headlines. Okay, well let's see. When I was about sixteen, I was one of those people who I was probably very extremely self aware in every other capacity in my life mm-hmm. except this. Just I had no, I never even thought of it. You know, <laughs> just I don't even know what would have like I didn't know any hot guy that made me think about it, et cetera. You yeah. know, but then finally I had a Wonder Yearsy type across the street situation Aww. with like a super closeted Catholic kid who came from like a family. Where it was like the house on the hill. I mean, just like the mom was like this severe looking woman who had like a mysterious Opus Dei Catholic past or something. And the, yeah. and the dad had like a haunt. Speaking of the Joker's Wild, do you remember what the devil card looked yes. like? Yes. That is what he looked like. The <gasps> devil on the card in the Joker's Wild. Anyway, so look like it up. curly facial hair. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, like a grimace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. So they're just like was, terrifying was he people. one of them too? Oh. The, the son? In the way that you are in high school where it's like – Autonomy has not commanded you to actually think about it for more than five right, seconds. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, I, w- I grew up in a really Catholic household, too, but my parents super fell out of it very conveniently, like mm. when I was, like, 17. Oh, wow. Thank God. Yeah. Like, Perfect timing. Well, yeah, yeah. You. So that was rad. Meanwhile, that would be the schism eventually between the two of us as, mm-hmm. like, we started having this clandestine, you know, gay Gus Van Santee affair. Wow. And, uh, you know— Sooner rather than later, he was like, people are finding out. And then, like, he sprinted into the hedges, oh, and I was left worst? out in the wild. Yeah. And oh, were people boy. finding out? Were you? Were, were there – did you I hear think whisperings? people kind of read it. But at the same time, honestly, I read so asexual then, I think. I was very – like, you know, if you remember 2003, mm. the, the cargo shorts were quite large. Absolutely. <laughs> and you could hide all these secrets in them. You could so get away we, with so much. We yeah. did not understand how to fit our clothing until sometime around 2008. Right. You know what I mean? Like pants that can show what a leg looks like. That's still relatively new. Yeah. Like you look back at the 90s and it's just everything is just blousy. Right. No, I, I, the amount of clothes I probably still could fit into from yeah. when I was like 13 is like <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. I actually interviewed one of the winners of RuPaul's Drag Race once, Raja, and she was yeah. saying that like drag was so terrible in like 2003 because everybody was Abercrombie. You know what right. I mean? It was like yeah. that whole era. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah. wow, even we ruined drag with that. Yeah. It Ooh. seems so crazy. Oh, you God. Know? I'm so glad Abercrombie is, is gone and is now just a giant Nike store. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I'll take a Nike store. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you disagree? Uh, I thought they were making a comeback. I've been seeing a lot of like, yeah, um, you don't know us. Ad- yeah, exactly. Some very defensive ads. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there will, they will, they will continue to be a retailer, but I think their dominance 
the CEO of Abercrombie, who is I don't know if you've read about him, is like a sixty year old, uh, just recently out a gay guy that is still kind of like trying to 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 embody the Abercrombie brand, yeah. with the the liposuction and the cargo shorts and the dyed blonde hair and yeah. The Wait, has surgery. he long been a part of the Abercrombie story? He, I th- I think he yes, and I think he is not not a founder because it does go back to like, like right. Teddy Roosevelt times, yeah, mm-hmm. but. But uh, the Abercrombie, as we know it, he ushered in and then was ousted by the board for like flying his uh, side piece cargo wings the, too close to the sun. Yeah, yeah. literally, <laughs> uh, like having an affair with like a male employee and flying him on the private plane. And yeah. Anyway, um, um, okay. I this isn't about me. But I'm no, just going to tell you this very quickly. Uh, we were in Key West for the summer of 2001. 2000, I think. That was where the MTV Beach House was. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I remember you doing the sometimes dance with Brittany very well. That was 99. Anyway, that we'll was move on. Yes. 90, yeah, you're absolutely right. That was 99. <laughs> God, you're good. Um, and I hooked up with a go-go boy wow. at the house of some big Abercrombie bigwig who had like a, a house down there. And this go-go boy was like – was house-sitting or something. And it was the spookiest like <laughs> – Creep house ever. You know oh. what I mean? Like you can totally picture it. It's like it's very uh, – it, it, it's like Palm Springs but dropped into the middle of Key West. Huge Bruce Weber like, you know, prints covering whole walls. Mm. Uh, it was really gross. Like, it was really, really gross. <laughs> what an and I hated it and I also experience. Was, yeah, it was pretty cool. I can see the shiver sort of still running through you. <laughs> yeah, it was really gross. I hated myself for being there and I couldn't leave. Um, ben, so moving on back to you, back Lewis. to your story. What happened, uh, after he, he, you know, ran away. People yeah. Are, are and how old were you? I was a, a 16, just turning 17. Okay. If, if you've ever seen the sound of music, it's just like that. Uh-huh. Um, but, so, okay. So your relationship consisted of what? Just all, just hanging out just the two of you and the rest of the world never knew? Yes, well, okay, so before you got to the actual fooling around, which I didn't know I was capable of even doing at that point, Mm -hmm. it was very like hanging out for nine hours at a time and just talking and discovering feelings and that sort of thing, and then like it evolved into some sort of situation where just we would hug for a long time. I mean, I'm wow. picture like a yeah. youth camp and like yes. kids discovering each other. That's yeah. what's going down. Yeah. Um, this is way much more romantic than I thought it was. I thought we were just talking about like sleepovers and like middle of the night jerk off sessions. Right. You had a romance. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of naivete about jer- jerking off even being possible. Yeah, right, sure, right, right. You know, and probably the rules were reset every time. Totally, yeah. So, like, every time we hang out, it's like, what can we do? Where can I put my hand? Right. Oh, this is thrilling. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, initiating it is always a different person's job. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've certainly been there. But then also, I'm remembering this now, he had some secret past with, like, somebody who wore girls' jeans, which is what gay people did (laughs) in the year of 2000. Is that true? A guy who wore girls' jeans? Yeah, like, if you were, like, the fashionable, like, out-ish 16-year-old, you maybe wore girls' jeans. Mm, in okay. a way where they yeah. were like, I'm trying to even think of what brand that would have been, but like, you know, limited or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think he played down his sexual awareness kind of with me, and then we, uh, we merged somewhere in the middle. Wow. Why? Yeah. And so when that ended, were you – was that a heartbreak or were you I, – I was dev- – I literally – my life is so good. That is the worst part of my life. Yeah. That um, – yeah, it just – it was one of those things where – Again, since I was so unaware of myself before then, I associated all sexuality with him. Basically, yeah. he was the void through which, uh, you know, anything like, in my vast deference went, you know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> unfortunately, I associated him with a lot of good times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, – and then I went to college right after that, and I went to a college I hated. Mm. I went to the University of Iowa, which – why would I go there? Yeah. The the – uh, the famous person from my hometown, Diablo Cody, also went there. And we right. talked sometimes about what the f- what were we doing? Yeah. Why would we go there? Why did you go there? First of all, I, in the Midwest, you, it's possible you have very limited exposure to colleges. Uh-huh. Like nothing on the coast was available to me. And I, did, and I was sort of a homebody. So it was like it was kind of close and you could write there. That's all I knew. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. So you just went for it. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and like the University of Illinois is disgusting, and I didn't want to go there either. Okay. So, yeah. right. that's fair. Yeah, uh, but just not the place for you. No, I mean, like eventually, I met people who were like rad and stuff, but for the most part, I mean, it's a football school, you know. Yeah. Just what was I doing? I did. And yeah. So, was there a college boyfriend? I, I, so that I fooled around with people a little bit, but like, no, I've I've never had a boyfriend in my life. Really? Wow. And is that like by choice or yeah, basically, um, I have three brothers and. 
my I'm the second oldest. My two younger brothers have never dated anybody before. And then my older brother, Jim, is married to the first girl he ever dated. And is it a conscious choice for your brothers too? I would say yes. I think all of us have like a – again, it's like – it's that nerd brain of like – we just have a constant dialogue with ourselves going on that, like, we don't really need to let anybody else in on. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I'm thinking about Christine McVie in a very serious way today, sure. and it's fulfilling for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Do your parents push you toward or away from a relationship? Neither. I, yeah. They would be thrilled either way. Yeah. I also think I, – I also know exactly who they would like, and they're not weird people or anything. Uh-huh. So it's just – uh, maybe it'll happen eventually. But honestly, I think I'm a little bit terrified of being bored with somebody else. Like th- yeah. that strikes me as a prison, having to break up with somebody when I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe it's uh-huh. a little bit of like a, I don't want them to be mad at me. I don't know. I'm. I, I, Those I are definitely all risks that you sign up for when you do it. That's true. Right, mm-hmm. right. So what what's dating like for you now? I, I mean, uh, casual. Literally this weekend I went on this rad fucking date with this guy who showed up and I was like, you look like a movie star. And then like we went to my place and you know, my place is decked out and I have like, I think I have four posters of Jane Fonda in my living room. I have like a poster of the Carpenters. I have a poster of uh, a bunch of who's afraid of Virginia Wolf stuff. I was like, how much of this can you recognize? He was like, I know a little bit of her Jane Fonda. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so People it was play an acceptable al- amount, and you were like, okay, we yeah. can continue. You may, you may stay. Mm-hmm. People who can play along a little bit, they don't need to know everything. I'm yeah. here to know everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But, like, that they can sort of dial in a little bit is nice. Yeah. Um, and so there might be a second date. Yeah, there better be. I was texting with them all day, so. Okay. Was this an online meeting? Uh, yeah, it was Tinder, and then, which I'm kind of ambivalent about most of the time, but mm-hmm. I started talking to this person, I was like, there's a soul here and like jokes and, you know, stuff that's exciting. Goes a long way. It's mm-hmm. great. Maybe th- this, this show has traditionally been uh, a place from which people do launch relationships. I think, I think you, you shed yourself of a lot of baggage, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of old stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you go on and you're free. You're light. I hope right? to be. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what like my baggage is outside of – because I've not dated seriously is I'm often disappointed after the fact in who I've had crushes on or I uh-huh. realize after the fact like, oh, I just wanted them to like me for a second or yeah. something. Like, and I, it, it, if I had actually sought them out and dated them, I right. would have been even more disappointed or sure. something. And yeah, what sure. do those people have in common? Is it usually just like – you're physically attracted to them, but that, Some that, of that sort of blinds you to everything else. Or they're like smart enough, or they seem kind of like me in that they have their own thing going on. They're totally fine doing it, but like they're for some reason ambivalent about me, and I feel they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You're like, don't you sense an equal? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. There's something about the ones that don't seem to really like you. I know <laughs> that right. is irresistible, and it's. I mean, it's you know a cliche, but yep. they win. They win. So they win every time. Who were your early? When you were able to think of yourself having crushes, uh-huh. so, celebrity crushes, not celebrity crushes, yeah, who were they? I'm very in the uh, tall, dark, and handsome community. So okay. you have to. Here's like a moment in pop culture history people forget when Jesse Metcalf emerged. Yes, oh wow, that was very important. It was, yeah. So you're talking passions, obviously. Uh, no, Desperate Housewives. Oh, okay, yeah, you I was on board with passions. No, huh. I, I I only had passing familiarity with it at the time. Yeah. That's like three years before that. Right? Passions yeah. was one of those things where it was a it was a kind of camp where you're like, are you catering to me, or am I the mm-hmm. one who gets that this is bad? You know, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. yeah. You can never quite tell. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, we had him there. We had him in Swim Fan. Was he Swim Fan? Or that's no, Jesse, Jesse Bradford. Bradford. Oh, that's yeah. right. Also Ice cute, Jill. gorgeous. Yeah, weird little crooked smile. And are they both still that. with us? Yeah, allegedly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're probably I mean, on a CBS. Don't ask too Jesse Metcalf, Ronette, but Jesse Bradford was on some kind of procedural type of thing be. recently. I feel like he? he's like a pilot season bandit. Like oh, he's absolutely. always around, <laughs> always <laughs> books every year. Yeah, doesn't always get picked up. Uh, Jesse Metcalf, I want to say, does like Hallmark movies. And yeah, and then, which again is probably oh, not yeah, a terrible racket. Right. Yeah, right. you know, and then maybe he's gotten in like three famous fights. I don't know. Yes, I feel like he was probably one of the. He he might have been the first famous person on TMZ. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 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 At Cherry or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. he would be out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I he's uh, he's beautiful. Yeah, I've met him in person, and he's absolutely stunning. And then we got the gay, the actually gay version of him, the like Cheyenne Jackson. That was kind of a good moment for sure. me. Yeah. Yeah. And also, maybe you can just know Cheyenne Jackson. I feel like that will happen for me. I don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, he, I, I, he did a cameo on Housewives of Beverly Hills recently. And I was like, oh, yeah. he's, he's accessible to me. Like, uh, he's, yeah, he's right. He's in my orbit now. Yeah, he's real. He's real. Um, any other celebrity crushes? God, recently? Let's yeah, see. Yeah. You know who 
I'm happy to have crushes on gay celebrities. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done with the world new. of, you know. Yeah. Like, I think Andrew Rannells is sexy. I really but, like him. Yeah, okay. I agree. You I used to see him at Crunch all the time. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he looked great. Okay. Are you watching Girls? Uh, occasionally. I saw the first two seasons, and then I came back for, like, the fifth or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think he's great on it. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's very talented. Um, I just saw him in uh, Falsettos. Which I, I heard, a, I heard a song from it recently, and thought it was funnier than I expected it to be. Oh, interesting! Yeah. What song? Do you remember? No, I don't. Was okay. it bad? I did not enjoy it. Yeah, it was not. It was not for me. It was not for me. Are you a musicals person? I am. Yeah, yeah, and I, I showed up all ready to love it, and I didn't love it. Um, I mean, no, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Um, Russell Tovey, what's your what's your? I, you know what? Yes, and yet. So the, the interviews, it's like, I'm sorry, I do think you're a dummy, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. 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 A little thirsty on Instagram, too. Yeah, right. By Russell, the way, if you're listening, we'd love to have you, but. No, but that does kill me. I'm not, I, I think narcissism is deplorable. I yeah. wish people, I think you should want to be famous for kind of a reason, a, right. a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not famous for being attractive you. is yeah. a reason. It's just not a great one. Yeah. It's not uh, the most interesting one. Or also the world of like, I'm posting a picture and then also here's like, uh, I'm shirtless and then here's a quote I found. No. <laughs> no, no. Less of that. Much less yeah. of that. Zero of that. Like, who needs quotes? No. I'm blown away. It reminds no me of like coming to your page the worst quotes. person at your work's email tag. That's mm-hmm. what that reminds yeah. me of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's like A.A. A. Milne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I do feel about him though. He, even though he is gay, he it does feel like a like a, a straight guy that I feel gross for for being attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I do think he's like brutally hot. I mean, if the, if yeah. if he goes to the Corbin Fisher place, I mean, yeah, I'll get a reservation. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll follow him. There. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Colton Haynes? I mean, I I've, I think I've elucidated on my okay and thoughts basically yeah. but um first of all the name colton is so mysterious i do not remember this moment in like 1989 when we all decided <laughs> people should be named colton i don't either but it was it must have been just after hunter carter tucker yeah you know i mean because that all happened and, yeah. and all the girls having lynn uh, ashlyn right. and caitlin sure, and sure, sure. you know jocelyn and all that kind of do you thing. know who's done a lot of progressive work in that area is mormons like the way yeah. they spell caitlin they <laughs> yeah. have like 70 ways yeah. it's like their version of jazz yeah <laughs> Yeah, they can drink. Yeah, no, <laughs> they can just eat candy and then come up with new ways to spell Caitlin. <laughs> new Caitlins. Um, I should I be embarrassed that I don't know who Colton Haynes is? I, I no, I you shouldn't they, at all. Because I from can't Teen Wolf. conjure him up. Actually. He was on Teen Wolf, okay. he, but he okay. was like fourth build for a minute. Then he went to not Arrow. Arrow, yes, yeah, Flash right? or something. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. All those blend together for me. Yeah, me too. Shockingly, yeah, uh, yeah. He's um, and he he's, he's gorgeous though. Yeah, I mean, he's got like an Easter Island head. You know what I mean? He's got like the big head. What we used to call a Sajak head. Merv Griffin picked uh, Pat Sajak and Vanna White because their heads were too big for their bodies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Oh, oh, oh Dana's. Yeah, there's that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, he kind of, yeah, he looks like, he, he already looks like he's airbrushed on the side of a building. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? He's just, and he's just kind of, I mean, if you don't see that and automatically see a gay man. We're right. looking at a picture of Colton Haynes at some sort of an award show or another. Yes, of course, he's obviously very handsome, but he made he made a career out of being on Instagram shirtless on a boat somewhere and like frolicking with dudes and stuff. But like being coy about his sexuality. Yeah, which right, there's right, no right. there's no time. But I he's no, no time longer being coy about it. He's no, he's not. Gotcha. He's not. Well, he's out. Go with God, Colton. He's out and proud-ish. He also, he was the one where when that Noah Galvin kid from The Real O'Neills wrote yes. that whole thing. Uh-huh. And he he specifically called him out for being coy about his sexuality or something. Where it was like, he was a little bit wrong. But at the same time, it was one of those things where I felt good that someone had called out this like person who gets a lot of credit for being just yeah, in yeah, front yeah. of people. Uh-huh. For, like for being a gay icon when it's like he kind of wasn't. He was sort of a <laughs> bait bus icon. I yeah. remember thinking like as as just what a wild moment that was when Noah you know Galvin, yeah. said all that stuff. Yeah. But um, it, it just seemed like such a strange time for him to do it. Yeah, no? well, you know what? I think it, I think maybe the publicist took the day off. It was just like, <laughs> totally. you got this one. It's Vulture. That's right up your alley. You'll love this guy and whatever. And just like, you guys sit in the trailer for an hour. What can happen? And then he just kind of unleashed. You know, I mean, he's a young kid. Yeah. Everyone's starting to pay attention to him. He is now in the first few months of being famous where everybody's on your side. Everybody laughs at every joke you make. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's just like, every idea you have is a great idea. And so like that, it will immediately, if you're not. On the lookout for it, that will go right to your head and make you want to say things that will fuck you up. By the way, we should have him on too. We would love to. (laughs) Uh, We would absolutely love to, but his publicist is chained to his side. (laughs) I do know it. It was that rare moment where there was a microphone up 
during the time he didn't know he couldn't be completely guileless. Like uh, most of the yeah, time, the publicists yeah, yeah. get to you before that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what are you looking for in a guy? What What are the mm-hmm. What are the qualities? You know what? I mean, like. Ultimately, I guess it would be somebody who, again, can dial into who I am without being like me at all. Yeah. You know, I like someone who's novel to me. Like, all of my friends are people who want to talk about actresses all day. Sure. You know, it's like my, I literally am on a text chain with people called Actrosexuals. There's something <laughs> going on about Isabelle Huppert right now yeah. that I'm putting off for this podcast. God love them. What well, can you bring us up to speed? What's happening with her? Just, you, I couldn't be rooting for a human being more. Right. But yeah, anyway. I'm an Oscars person. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm, are you Oscars? Ish, kind of. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. No, maybe I'm not. Really? I think I was for a while, and then I. I think and that's, that's usually the arc. Like you yeah. have a moment where yeah. you're into it, yeah. and then I missed it. I missed it one year because I was I was working or traveling or whatever, and I missed it. And I was like, "Oh, this is nice." It's hard <laughs> to get back in. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm half in, half out this year. But really? uh, who else are you rooting for? Um, let's see. Hold on. Let's Move. go through our major categories. Yes, that's Lewis. right. Wait, hold on. Supporting. Best, yes. Okay. Supporting. Uh, you know what? I actually would pick Viola Davis. Me which, too. But isn't it insane that she wasn't the uh, best leading actress? Well, that was okay, a choice. True. Let me just say though, people are like obsessed with category fraud. I'm like, look, there are no rules about what is lead and supporting. I mm-hmm. mean, like, run amok, go crazy, Viola Davis. I say yeah. game the system. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very passionate, and I loved it. No, like Tatum O'Neill winning an Oscar when she's in the star of that movie in the yeah. supporting. I mean, it's like. You can take this back generations. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, Sporting actor. uh, Or do you even care? It really does hurt my feelings that we give men awards. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I'm not here to see, like, imagine being like, oh, I'm so happy for Christian Bale. (laughs) I'm not. No. I don't care what he has to say. I'm here for Viola to to tell me about her journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, actor. Um, Hold on. Oh, we didn't get a supporting actor. Oh, I would pick... I guess I thought Moonlight was good. I, I wasn't actually obsessed with it, but I thought yeah. uh, Ali was yeah. very good. And then actor Denzel. I I think Fences is great. Okay, I don't know if I you've still seen, seen I love it. Fences. Yeah, yeah. Cried hysterically. I also I'm a big fan of. You know why I like it? Because we don't get the movie that's just a play we didn't know how to make into a movie anymore. Like you yeah. know the Guess Who's Coming to Dinner type uh-huh. movies where yeah. it's just they just put a camera on and then. You know, it, it feels like PBS made it or something, uh-huh. you know. So I'm happy that came back in a way. <laughs> yeah, I am as well. What about Best Actress? Isabel, for sure. Oh, of well, of course, there there would be more of a discussion if, like, Annette got in, if Amy Adams got in. I was so upset that Annette did. That movie is I, amazing. I Have you seen movie. it? I haven't seen that, no. 20th Century Woman is, like, the best movie of the year. Really? And are you against La La Land, or where, where do you fall with that? It's fine enough. I would say... It was overhyped to me by a friend of mine who saw it months ago because he knows that Justin guy who made it, Justin Hurwitz, uh-huh, is that his uh-huh. name? Um, but I do, I, I say, I, I just tweeted the other day that uh, I remember it because I saw it like two months ago uh-huh. as just two Taylor Swifts uh, reenacting <laughs> their favorite Chips Ahoy commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, remember how like really Chips Ahoy commercials yeah, are responsible for us knowing about jazz. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just true, you know. <laughs> I enjoyed it though. I, fa- I it's really good. did. I yeah. really, yeah, I, I had a good yeah. time. I took it's my just... mom to it, and it was the perfect movie. Oh, to take totally. My mom to. Yeah, it was great. Totally. The fight they have in the middle is the only part where I'm like, this is actively bad, but everything else is great. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. I mean, things never do actually get bad for them. They're like her, right. her rock bottom moment is that she. I'm, Sorry if this is a spoiler for anyone, but moves yeah. home for, it seems like, for a, a week minutes. and has yeah. a nice time with her nice parents and then, uh, you know, is is rediscovered and comes back. Yeah. Right. And in a perfectly in an audition. Yeah. tolerable That's household. the dark night of her soul. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a fun movie. What else is Oh, there? you know what I think is the best of the nominees? I would say Arrival was the best one. Oh, oh I haven't seen that. Yeah. God, I feel like Wait, okay. Is she nominated? Cool. No, she got snapped. Mm. Was she amazing? Yeah, she was the great. last ninety seconds of that movie in particular. Okay, yeah. but um, nothing about me wants to see a sci-fi movie. Imagine me watching a sci-fi mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. It's this movie that is slyly an actress showcase, and I recommend this arc for all sci-fi movies. Okay, be yeah. secretly about an actress. Okay. okay, so like Gravity. That was yeah, really a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, You've convinced oh, sorry, me. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack this conversation. Uh, no, God, yes. no. This we're, is what you're th- here th- for. This is a show about love. I mean, we're talking about the things that you love. Unfortunately, you've tapped into something. Okay. Yes. Any other uh, actresses that are going on in that thread? Um, I mean, like, we're constantly talking about, like, uh, Marion Cotillard is a big favorite of ours. Mm. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Blanchett person. I, I, my shtick is just constantly talking about what she's up to, uh-huh. which usually involves, like, Poisoning her dinner guests, or you know, <laughs> disappearing through secret passages and stuff. And do you buy the theory that she was uh, partially responsible for the Pitt Jolie divorce? Or, you know, oh, Marion Cotillard. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I sure liked that. She serves, she's, she has a sort of femme fatale energy just anyway. Yeah. If there is one person who could sort of one up Angelina and it seems like it would be her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she also is weirdly more incendiary than Angelina Jolie. Do you remember the 9 yeah. 11 truth or truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, I kind of wanted to believe it was her. I don't know if I actually do. How do you feel about Jennifer Aniston? Uh, fine. Uh, I, I miss when people's hair was parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be over. You know? Oh my God. That yeah. really is. Matt is obsessed wow. with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, really? In a real yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I feel like she had some other moment that I enjoyed quite a bit. What was it? What was the bad movie she was in in like 99 picture perfect? Well, yeah, there were like 10 of them. There was picture perfect. There I liked giving her those action. moments though. That yeah, was fun time. Li- and I like Jay Moore in a movie. Yeah, me too. Bring him back. No, yeah. Please. Sexy. Wait, what's that movie where he has AIDS? Playing by heart. I, <laughs> did I didn't think, see that. I did think he was good in that. And I okay. think Ellen Burstyn is, is his mom. He, yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. All right. He's, he, I, I find him very sexy. Totally. Like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Come on back, Jay Moore. I think he's back, but I'm just not consuming the thing that he's yeah, right. doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got right. some sports show or something, yeah. and I will never know about it. Anyway, say where you are, Jay Moore. Um, Lewis, you're an angel from from gay heaven. Thank yeah. you so much oh, for doing and this. Regular heaven. I, oh, the heavens. I, I moonlight it both. Thank you. And yes. if anyone's listening to this, I'm sure they're already following you on Twitter. But in case they're not, I'm at Lewis Vertel. Very cryptic name. Yeah, um, it's an acronym. I won't say for what. Yes, <laughs> Lewis. Thank you so, you so much. much. Thank you, gentlemen. Hey, I'm W. Kamau Bell, and this week I'm guest hosting The Longest Shortest Time. I'm talking to my friend, Shannon Lee, a.k.a. Daughter of Bruce Lee. Daughter of the Dragon. I should just put that after my yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should definitely be on your business card. I should hand it with sound effects, too. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bruce Lee died when Shannon was just four years old. She talks about how weird it is for the world to know so much about her father. When I realized, like, oh, I know him intimately in a way that nobody knows him, I was like, neener, neener, neener. (laughs) (laughs) She'll talk about her dad's philosophical side and what her own daughter is taking from the family legacy. She always refers to that movie as the movie where Gung Gung fights that really hairy guy. For those who are not aficionados of Way of the Dragon, that hairy guy is Chuck Norris. That's right. This week on The Longest Shortest Time. What's up? This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.